Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel, serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy B. Wilson. We talked about Rose Mackenberg this week. We did. I'm so glad that you picked her because... Uh, I had her on my list a while ago, some years ago. And at that point, I really struggled finding information and moved on to other things. And yet here she's back. And you did all the legwork. She's back. Yeah, it's one of those things where you do have to piece together a lot of disparate newspaper accounts and whatnot. But it's so fun. Um, There's an interesting side story that I didn't feel right to include in Rose's story about Madame Marsha, who we mentioned during those those Senate committee hearings. Yeah, yeah. And she had been very entwined with the Harding White House uh, and said that she had predicted um, Harding's election and some other stuff. But what was very... Cre- there is a creepy note in here, which is that during all of this conflict that was going on around whether or not fortune-telling and psychic... Uh, consultations were going to be outlawed in Washington, D.C., Madame Marsha predicted that Houdini would be dead by November, and he died on October 31st of that year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it made her definitely look like she was at least a good guesser. (laughs) Um, I'm not laughing that he died, obviously, but it's it's one of those good, like, moments in the midst of a lot of people yelling at each other 
uh, during a, a, a Senate committee hearing. Dun, dun, dun. I also couldn't find verification of it, but I did like the quote that I came across where Rose once claimed in the press that because of her, there had been a million dollars worth of lawsuits against Houdini of people that were trying to sue them for having been exposed and deprived Mm -hmm. of their income, which is a lot of money in the 1920s. Um, Very, very interesting. Yeah. Oh, her description of gross men is gross. Yeah. Let me just say up front, I don't think anyone should accept that kind of behavior. Uh, I'm not saying that in saying how much I admire her ability to be like, this is absolutely gross and I feel like I'm going to barf, but I really need to get evidence, so I'm going to keep going. Uh, She had bravado in abundance, is what I will say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also, I like how much care she took to point out like, this is not about people's religious beliefs. It is about people defrauding other people. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, that's something that I've run into a bunch in my own life, having worked as a massage therapist, which is a field that attracts people who may have, like, really sincerely held spiritual beliefs or uh, beliefs in various alternative forms of treatment and things like that and, like, walking the line between respecting people's beliefs but also seeing when people are taking advantage of somebody who is grieving or somebody who is very ill and and the medical industry is not helping them but also selling them a bunch of fake supplements to make mm-hmm. money is also not helping them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really stood out to me and we mentioned it in the episode you know, the one of her earliest investigations, like she was basically like presenting herself to that particular medium as a woman whose baby had died just weeks earlier. And his behavior was, I'm going to try to get you to undress. And I just, it's so gross. Deeply gross, yeah. To know that he would do that to someone who was genuinely in an emotionally vulnerable point in their lives. It makes me want to hiss at the very most minor response. Right. Um, it's so gross. And I do like that she pointed out how to her, some of these moments were funny, but then she would remember like, no, this could happen to someone who's really genuinely experiencing what I'm claiming to experience. And then it becomes very tragic and upsetting. Um, that seems to be something that, um, you know, Houdini also did and she carried on in their work. Which, after he was gone, which I have immense respect for. Right. To remember, it's not just your experience. You're doing this because there are people who need that help. Uh, who are not, you know, fortunate enough to necessarily have have been exposed to all of the information that you have. Or, you know, she mentions at some point, like, people who are very poor and desperate are most at risk. Because they just don't, they don't have the resources to to know that these people are frauds Mm -hmm. um, or they are in such financial ruin that they're a little bit blinded to what the possibilities are in terms of people defrauding them. Um, It's very noble, but she is also very funny, which I love. I love her thing of like, everybody seems so happy in their afterlife that wasn't real, but it's not very nice to me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Do any of my fictional children miss me? (laughs) Oh, she's very funny. She's very, very funny. I really like her a bunch. 
Uh, I wish, I wish I couldn't find any evidence that any version of her unpublished book manuscript exists anywhere. If it does, if it ever turns up, oh, I'm going to devour that thing because you know it would be hilarious as well as very cool Um, and probably not very flattering to a lot of people. Love. Uh, Rose, Rose. I didn't mean to, but we do have a lot of Houdini content going on. (laughs) Yeah. Because I have some more coming. I don't know if it'll be part of our October stuff or not, Um, but... You know, he was an important and pivotal figure in the spiritualist movement because of his work against these sort of fraudulent folks. And I I like the fact that he, like Rose, is like, no, I would love to believe. I would love to find proof. I want that comfort as much as anybody. Mm -hmm. I just haven't found it. Um, It's just nice. (sighs) Houdini. Rose Mackenberg. And Madam Marsha, who also would be an interesting subject maybe in the future. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper... 
you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day, seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Tracy, this week we got to talk to the people that made Till. Yes. Um, which was really, really a delight for me. Um, I mean, one, I love talking to people, but two, I'm I might have a lady crush on Chinoya. I just think she's incredibly gifted and and also, I mean, when you hear her speak about how she makes films, she's clearly just so smart about it. And I loved the way she talked about she does all of her technical planning ahead of time so that she can just be present on the day. And I think that is a brilliant way to live your life if you're doing mm. creative projects. So um, I thought it was astonishing. But you and I both were lucky enough to get to see the film even before it came out in limited release. Yeah. Um, And I was legitimately completely blown away by how good it is. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think it's extremely well done. There were, uh, I think you and I were each at a media screening with a handful of other people. And even though I, there were, I think, fewer than 10 people in the auditorium with me, it was clear. Uh, I think everybody was familiar with, like, the basics of the story. Mm-hmm. But also there were people who clearly weren't aware of a lot of the aftermath, uh, as a lot of films uh, of this nature do, at the end there are some, like, title cards that say things that happened later, and there were just, like, audible explana- exclamations yeah. at a few of them. We also had a little fire alarm in the middle of ours, which has nothing to do with the movie <laughs> itself. Um, something folks might not know is that this film was in the works forever. A very long time. I mean, I talked a little bit with Shinoya about that, but she came in pretty late even in that whole game Mm -hmm. because you had mentioned that you (laughs) had backed a Kickstarter for it even way before that. Yeah, I backed a Kickstarter for it in 2015. So more than seven years ago because that Kickstarter funded in something like August or September, I think. And I, like, the... (laughs) Things on Kickstarter that that take so long, like they evolve over time and films evolve over time. So there were various things along the way where there would be updates that would be sort of about like announcements of people who were going to be involved with the film. And uh, like over time, that, that has all changed. But something that was consistent from the very beginning was that one of the people who was involved with it heavily from the beginning was one of Emmett's cousins who witnessed everything that happened in Money, Mississippi, 
um, Simeon Wright, who actually passed away a couple of years ago, but was like a consultant on the film up until his death. And um, like the way the Kickstarter characterized things uh, included like his extensive involvement. So I think whenever there's a film like this that's about something really traumatic for a family, there are questions that people have that are like, what, okay, well, how does the family feel about this? And at least in terms of of Emmett's cousin, I mean, he can't speak for everybody, who knows? Uh, but, uh, like, there was family involvement, like, from the beginning, going back for years. Yeah. Um, wanting this story to be shared in this format. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Um... We both discussed afterwards, too, and it came up in my interview, like, this is one that I think we were both a little bit scared of just because it is so dark, and I don't think either of us wanted to see the violence being perpetrated um, mm-hmm. because it's just a, a lot. We don't need more images of that. And like I said, it came up in my in my chat with Shinoyant specifically. Um, and I came away sort of in shock at how incredibly deftly this very difficult material was handled Mm -hmm. in a way that is still has incredible gravity and you still feel the pain of it but it isn't it would have been so easy for this movie to shock us with the visuals of what was going on and the violence that happened against Emmett in a way that I think would have left us a little unable to process the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, Which is not the case. If you are afraid of seeing that, please know if you didn't already figure that out from, from our, our Wednesday episode, that is, that is not what you get out of this. There are some very difficult images in it, but the way it's handled is just so careful and smart. Yeah. And I, I was just, like I said, I was blown away by the skill of the filmmaking. Yeah, so the photographs that that Mamie had taken of Emmett's body after his death are such a central part of that whole story and of her story and of the civil rights movement as it evolved after that, that, in my opinion, like, leaving out that depiction would have been weird and jarring. But also... She's talked a lot about, uh, Chinoy has talked a lot about making, like, the conscious choice not to have a depiction of the actual lynching as it happens, which I also felt like was a, a, a really thoughtful decision about how, how to portray all this. Yeah. Um, I also had a moment. One, I mean, I will, I, I, I'm very superstitious about things like this, so... I don't want to say anything specific, but I literally came out of this movie going, there are going to be a lot of mentions of this during award season. Mm-hmm. I don't know how there won't. But what I actually also wanted to say, on a slightly lighter note, which obviously is not to make light of the story at all, is that um, I have to give Haley Bennett props for taking the role of Carolyn Bryant because... oh yeah. That is a a person <laughs> that it is very easy to dislike, mm-hmm. and her portrayal is very good and makes it very very easy to see how manipulative of the truth she was. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I 
I mean, the good news is she doesn't look like her normal self very much in the film. So hopefully right. no one will see her in the street and have a gut reaction of, ugh. Um, and if you you may remember, I spoke with Haley when we did our Cyrano coverage, and she was super delightful. So, um, yeah, I mean, she's a, a just a delightful person, and I I really love talking to her. And I didn't know she was gonna be in this role then, uh, but yeah, I'm like, that is a brave role to take because that's not just taking a villain role; that is taking a a really I don't know if revilable is the word, but it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's not a. <sighs> not not someone you would really want to be associated with, and she does a really good job. Wow, Jalen Hall is charming. I'll just say that again. He's so good in the movie, and he I I spoke with him about it during our interview, but it's really beautiful to see that that more joyous aspect of who Emmett Till was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what happened to him is super important, but that's not his whole life story, and so it was really nice to see you know, that relationship with him and Mamie and the the joy that they shared together. And I was very grateful to have an actor who was able to do that so beautifully. It's hard. Historical stuff is hard. This is one of those things, though. I know you and I have talked about historical films in the past, and we often walk away and go, well, they sure did play around with some stuff. I did not feel like that at all. No, (laughs) no. And having researched our episode on it and having made some similar decisions about, like, where to place the focus in the episode, because I thought it was a really important episode for us to do, but I also didn't want it to be exploitive Mm -hmm. in any way. I remembered a lot of the details and things would happen in the film that I would be like, I that is exactly how we understand that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we don't do a lot of, of a lot of movie coverage on the show. Like when we did Cyrano, we did that as a bonus episode, but this movie is, um, so tied to how much, you know, to the kinds of themes that we talk about and a piece of history we have discussed on the show that I felt pretty comfortable using it as a regular episode. Because it is interesting to also just hear how other people interpret and and visit that history and how they talk about it and um and share it and retell it in a way that is um that feels to me very important. Like I feel like this is a film that could be shown in history classes and I wouldn't feel the least bit like, oh, they're not really getting an accurate portrayal of what happened. Uh that's not gonna happen with this one. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of why we were pretty comfortable slotting it in a regular Wednesday slot. Uh, if you see it, I hope you are as moved by it as I was. Um, I think I saw it with four other people. And there was one woman in our screening. She left for a little while in the middle. Um, I think it was just a lot, understandably. And then when she came back, there were a few times where I thought I could hear her kind of sniffling and possibly sobbing. And it took every part of my will not to try to go comfort her because um, mm-hmm. she might not want that and that might be weird <laughs> but I wanted to the impulse was there so uh, be ready for that but it is so beautiful I hope nobody skips it uh, that's the scoop if you are headed into your weekend that's a great time to go see a movie or whatever it is that you need to do to take care of yourself and get some rest and relaxation if you have responsibilities cropping up this weekend and it's not necessarily a time of rest and relaxation I hope all of those responsibilities are easily managed and you can tick off your list and maybe squeeze in a little time for yourself. 
We will be right back here tomorrow with a classic episode. And then on Monday, you will have another brand new one. We'll see you right back here. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal History. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 